0: Nick Houseman back in the saddle for another midday, epa, midday edition of The Winkly here with my good friend Justin Labar. Justin, welcome back to The Winkly.
1: Back, back, back in the saddle again. Man,
0: You are back. We're back in the saddle here again. Well, we're going to get to it here. We're going to ride this horse to the Old Town Road, and we're going to do some pro, pro wrestling punditry on the, on the way. I think that's how that song goes. Uh, we got a big show for you here today the uh, news is dropping uh, every minute of every hour here uh, in the current what I'm what I'm I'm tired of calling it the Wednesday night war because that doesn't feel like it encapsulates it enough I'm gonna steal a phrase that my girlfriend Liz thought of last night which is world war wrestling which I think is a lot more accurate with what's going on right now considering how many promotions are popping off right now so a lot of news during world war wrestling what do you think good idea bad idea
1: uh yeah i mean it's more accurate it is you know because like the the wednesday night war just you just kind of you know makes you think it was just two sides but you're but you're you're right it's 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 or she's right it's it's a lot more than that
0: yeah i know she's pretty smart um well we got a lot to get to here today encapsulating what's going on in the world war wrestling scene right now uh but after we talk the news of the day do some punditry we got two big interviews for you as well the first interview you're going to hear is the interview i did with four-time Knockouts champion ODB. Of course, ODB's meet-and-greet food truck recently burned down. So we're going to hear all about what happened to her food truck, uh, what she has planned for the future, uh, her pro wrestling aspirations that still exist. Uh, so a great talk with ODB. And then right after that, you're going to hear my interview uh, with Fight COO Michael Weber. Um, now, this interview was done at StarCast. It's about a month old, but it's and it's pretty short. It's only like five to seven minutes. Um, But it's a really good uh, take, I thought, from Michael about where fight fits in the landscape of the pro wrestling uh, scene right now. And uh, how fight is going to help make this era of pro wrestling different than the previous uh, Attitude Era where there's only two promotions. Now it's so wide open now. It's the Wild West. Uh, So looking forward to bringing you here, ODB and Michael Weber here later on in the show. But with that, let's get to it here. News you can use. News that'll leave a bruise. And uh, big news here, uh, potentially big news, this Friday... Uh, WWE has issued a media advisory to invite local Va- Las Vegas media to a press conference scheduled for the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas this Friday. Now, some names that are listed to appear at this press conference are Brock Lesnar, Cain Velasquez, Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury, Paul Heyman, Rey Mysterio, and Triple H. Now, the the WWE is going to be at T-Mobile Arena in Vegas this Friday for SmackDown anyway, but, uh, you know... A lot of rumors, but what the announcement could be here at this press conference, of course, Lesnar versus Velasquez, Tyson Fury versus Strowman. These are matches that are pretty heavy-handedly rumored right now, and it uh, looks like they may happen at Crown Jewel. Um, what do you think of this press conference? What do you think is going to happen, and, and what would you think about these marquee matches happening at Crown Jewel, Lavar?
1: Well, it's absolutely for Crown Jewel, the press conference is, um, and I mean, look, the matches are going to happen. So, if I had to pick, I mean, I, I, I guess Crown Jewel would be my would be would be it. Uh, you know, because I, you know, I guess simply because I don't know what to expect. So, I guess the you know their their marquee names and, and cross cross genre, uh, you know, cross genre, you, you know, matchups here. Um, I guess I'm I, I you know they they make sense for a, a these these Saudi shows where they you know they try to get these big draws and they have all this big money in them. But it also makes sense because their salty shows are just these kind of one-offs. They're very random. They're not necessarily, you know, um, linear to the storylines or, you know, as you would say in wrestling, they're they're spot shows almost essentially. So it's kind of a good place to have them. I'd rather that than trying to build them into a Survivor Series, which I believe is the next um you know See, of the regular pay-per-view regular events which isn't until november so i mean i'm fine with it so, this is fine just put it there let it be let let whatever's gonna happen happen uh I, you know i, I and, don't know, that's, man. That's I, that.
0: I don't know man well this is it's pure profit it's about the money i mean you say it's about a draw but these things never draw viewers they don't do the eyeballs that other shows do and we don't even know how the people that get these tickets get these tickets for these saudi shows i mean if you go to the ticket link right now it's on the commercial and well, running that market. Well, maybe not it's draw, not-
1: but it, but 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 they're but they're big enough name. But you know, obviously, the Saudi shows that the Saudi they they want us. They want a certain significance, and this is significant. It's it's a first time ever. Both of these matchups. It's cross promotional, cross genre. So maybe not draw is not the word, but it, it. You know, they're not. WWE's not giving them something that we could have seen. You know, last month I, at uh, at a pay per view. I,
0: I would I would I would go the op. I would hold them off to Survivor Series. I think this is a great chance to build a, a big event here in Chicago which is like ground zero right now, I feel like, for World War Wrestling, you know. Um, WWE could really do something big in this market right now to bring in some attention. And th- these matches right here, these feel more like Survivor Series bouts to me than a crown jewel. Crown Jewel, you know, you get Undertaker, uh, Goldberg. You get these big names and stuff. But like you said, these are, these are throwaway matches. These are pop-up matches that don't really tie in anything. These are two matches that are not directly tied into major storylines now. In the WWE universe, I mean Velasquez representing Rey Mysterio to a, you know avenge a Dominic and, and him getting beat up, you know Tyson Fury showing up at the the
1: SmackDown premiere yeah, and followed but, it up but, on but, Raw. But, but, these
0: are real stories, man.
1: Yeah, but these Saudi shows. Look, if Velasquez, who knows? We don't we don't know if Velasquez is only signed just to do a match, and then that might just be it for the time being. And obviously Tyson Fury is probably just doing just doing this match and whatever this match is going to even consist of. The Saudi shows are perfect because you know what? If it sucks, it's just a throwaway. It's 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 just it's just its own independent, like I said, uh, isolated show. You put this on a, you make this a focal point of Survivor Series, one of WWE's core, longest-lasting events. I, I just don't like that. You know, you want to do something big in Chicago, uh, uh, r- redeem yourself over Seth Rollins and, and the Fiend. <laughs> you know?
0: I, yeah, I, well, but that's the thing is you're going to be playing to a pretty stiff house anyway, and uh, especially yeah, you want, that, to the... you want
1: that stiff house to watch. <laughs> uh Kane Velasquez at his first WWE match and Tyson Fury to have his first pro wrestling match you want that in front of Chicago's crowd it, you said it earlier we don't even know how these people get these tickets in saudi they're it. not gonna they're not gonna they're not they're not gonna start a, a, a you can't wrestle champ well but that's you that's know? the
0: thing is i would i would split the difference here you know i don't think you need to put them both on the on the saudi show in particular i just would like to see the Lesnar Velasquez show i mean the fury storm i don't really know much about tyson fury other than i thought it was very engaging and hilarious when he just started screaming I am the Gypsy King to close off Raw. I thought that was very cool. Uh, but uh, I don't really know much about this guy. This is this smacks of whatever they used to do with Big Show and the sumo wrestlers or whoever Aki else. Bon- Aki, no. Yeah, Aki Bono. But the Lesnar Velasquez thing is different to, to me because, again, I think there's a lot of meat to the story here with Ray, And I really did just I've, – I've liked what I've seen from Kane, the work he did down at AAA. Um, you know, of course he can work that, that ground and pound MMA style, but this guy can do, you know, Hurricane Rana's. you know, this guy could hit a six one nine. I, it's a very, it's a very different situation here than the furry stroke, Fury Strowman one, because again, we don't know what to expect from Tyson Fury. I think Velasquez and Lesnar will probably exceed expectations if I had to guess.
1: Well, then, then good for them. But again, and if it does, there's nothing that says, I mean, there's nothing that says they can't. You know, keep building the story, and then build to another match that is here domestically. Um, you know, I mean, look, there's, I mean, there's a certain amount of the population here, of the WWE universe, that doesn't watch the Saudi shows out of protest or out of just the fact that it's that's, on that's at a different saying, time. I think or, this gonna
0: be a good match. I'd, I'd like people to see it. You know, like, well,
1: but well, if it's a good match, then you can do it again at an event everybody is seeing it. And if it's a bad match, if it sucks, if it completely shuts the bed, then, then no harm to foul. And then the Saudis still. They're not again. They're not going to. They're not going to. You know. They're not going to be. Uh. You know. If 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 Velasquez loses, we riot signs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well,
0: they'd all get in a lot of trouble there, and that's real trouble in Saudi Arabia. Um. Yeah. I just. I think of the two matches. I think you could do Strowman Fury. At, at the, the crown jewel. But I, I me personally, I think the Lesnar Velasquez, I think it's got a lot of marquee value. I think it's a good story. I think you get weeks of build out of this thing. You know, I think about how long they did the build with Mike Tyson going into WrestleMania and why it really resonated so well after weeks of him kind of pretending to be DX and then finally turning on them. So, I'm you know, I, 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 that's just my opinion. But, you know, again, it sounds like I think you I think you're right. I think these both are going to be announced for for crown jewel on on Friday. Um, and we will have, so- I will have somebody on the ground there. Somebody hit me up on Twitter saying they're going. So we'll get some photos. We'll get some on site coverage of that. We'll let you know what's going on. Um, but let's move over here to Raw. Raw this week, um, very interesting show. Um, we were following up Hell at a Cell. At least you would think we were following up Hell at a Cell. If you watch the show, maybe you didn't know that. Um, Raw drew an average of 2.334 million viewers, which I checked is just about what they were doing. This time last year, right? It really hasn't gone up or down in the past 12 months. This is about the average for what they've been doing. This is this is down uh, 9.2% from last week's uh, Raw season premiere, which was the best episode of Raw since post-SummerSlam. Um, the first hour did 2.443, second 233, third 223. So about 100,000 viewership loss per hour there. Not a giant loss. This was actually better than I expected because, man, if I tuned into Raw... On Monday night, and I, the first thing I saw was that Lana, Rusef, Lashley stuff. I don't know, man. I'd be off to fan. I'd be off to Monday night football. It was too weird for me.
1: Well, I mean, I wouldn't say the open was too weird for me, but I mean, just in general, the whole episode just felt like a giant inconvenience. It felt like it was yeah. an inconvenience to, to everybody involved. It felt agreed. like agreed. We're we're coming off of this Helena event that uh, was a had a lot of backlash around the. You know, I mean, look, Hell in a Cell didn't have a lot of build in the first place, except for just the two or three pivotal matches that were announced already, because there was so much focus on the Raw season premiere, and of course, the, the the Fox SmackDown. So, like, the Hell in a Cell was kind of even random, you know what I mean? And and then obviously there was such backlash off of the how they ended the, the Hell in a Cell match with Fiend and Rollins. So then it just felt like this Raw was inconvenient because they didn't want to mention they didn't mention much, and not until at least like the third hour they didn't when they did like a slight recap they didn't want to mention much about Hell in a Cell the night before. It felt like it felt like that was kind of taboo. Uh, But then they can't really do much otherwise, story-wise, because they're getting ready to shake the rosters up five days later. So it was just like, it was just an inconvenience. I mean, they they were kind of actually trying to do payoff, it felt like, on some stories that they knew the rosters, like, you know, like Lacey and Natty doing a last woman stand. I mean, when was the last time you had a last woman stand? Well, you know, like, (laughs) to do that kind of a matchup. Early on, raw, but you know, hey, let's wrap this up because they're probably going to be separated. Right. Um, right. You know, for the, for the most part, it just felt inconvenient.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. It, it did feel a little inconvenient and very odd not having Seth or Bray Wyatt uh, on the show at all. Um, I think that's why a lot of people were tuning in, but you know, we did get our first well, comment. I, yeah, go ahead.
1: Go ahead. And, and I totally believe, I believe this. Um, I totally believe, based upon the reaction of how Sunday night ended, based upon um, the tweet that would be put out and then deleted talking about a rematch of Survivor Series between the two based upon the fact they obviously had advertised the Fiend to appear on Raw and hence why they just gave the live crowd just the random Fiend attacking Cesaro moment just so the crowd could could see the Fiend live. I, I fully believe that, that the plan to not have Seth and the Fiend on Monday Night Raw, that was totally done as an audible the day of in reaction. Like, okay, let's take an extra week here and figure out what is our next step, what is our <clears throat> path moving forward with these two because – uh, you know, not don't try to rush out there and do whatever was originally scripted to be done. I totally believe it was an audible call.
0: Well, here's what's interesting to me. So we got Seth's first comments since the, the you know, critical panning of the finish of Hell in a Cell. Um, he wrote on Twitter um, on Tuesday. So yesterday, survive and prevail is bigger than just what happens between the ropes. Question everything, even yourself and fight your heart out every step of the way. Hashtag. Seth Rollins is not cool. Now, the hashtag there is in reference to a fan who taunted him following Sunday's main event, uh, had the sign that said Seth Rollins is not cool, and Seth was genuinely seemed pretty upset about it. I think he was upset that he was getting the reaction he was getting. I think he was upset that this fan was trolling him. Um, But what I will give credit here for him on this is something that I see AEW do quite a bit, and that's lean in on it, right? Like, you know you're getting this heat. You know that this is something that is saying instead of running away from it, Own it. Right. And when I sit and I think about what happened on Monday night and I think about, you know, the World War Wrestling, Wednesday Night War, whatever you want to call it, um, I think about how different WWE handled this than the way AEW would have handled this. I think AEW, with their ability to uh, have things thrown at them, have things not get received correctly, but to double down and and own those uh, things that are creating buzz, good or bad, has been a real strength for AEW. And I think that this Seth Rollins is not cool thing. Man, if there had ever been a better night for Seth Rollins to come out and do his Die Rocky Die promo and lean into it, using the Seth Rollins is not cool uh, thing that he had the night before, even showing that clip with the fan, the stare off, stare down. Man, I'd have leaned into it. I think running away was a sign of weakness. And I thought I think Seth's instincts here with this kind of verbiage in this tweet was was more spot on than what we got on Monday night.
1: All right. I I agree. I think Seth is in tune with how to handle this with, you know, taking the if we want to call it the AEW approach here. Um, I, I think he's doing tune. And I think if you read between the lines of what he's saying, what he tweeted, you know, survive and prevail, not just between the ropes. I, I think to me, I interpreted that as, you know, like, all right, there might have been some bad booking decisions going on here and, and you need to stand up. You know, he and Bray Wyatt need to stand up for whatever they think the right decisions are and based upon what the crowd's at and whatever. Um, so I agree, you know, I, you know, yeah, I, I totally agree with this, you know, just, just embrace it and accept, you know, accept, accept what's being said. Don't try, you know, but, uh, but, 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 you know, if you're Vince McMahon that, you know, well, no, Seth Rollins is the guy, you know, he's, you know, if, yeah. if it goes against what the plan is of, you know, see, that, 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 that can be a case of stubbornness.
0: See, but that's the thing that I think is gonna be very different this time around, you know, and last time he didn't have the financial backing that he does now where, you know, he had to make choices to turn. The fact he's not doing that, I don't know. I it, it was just very telling to me, especially the first week of AEW really coming into the room. That difference to me, AEW's ability to lean in and own things like this, and WWE instead not trying to own these things but run away and get people to forget. Man, it's 2019. People don't forget. The internet exists. Memes exist. GIFs exist. You can't run away from this stuff. I think that following your gut, following your instinct, leaning into this kind of thing here like Seth is doing, man, that's a much stronger way to go in 2019 in my opinion.
1: Oh, I agree. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, on the note of these uh, of the uh, heat everybody uh, got at the end of Hell in a Cell, there were the AEW chants that came up from the fans. Well, Cody Rhodes was on the Joe Cronin show. Uh, here's a brief comment he had uh, regarding the chants. He said it was flattering. I wouldn't be one to gloat about it, only because I know that one of the guys in that match got concussed, and this job ain't easy. But nevertheless. Whenever we hear those chants, it's more validation that what we're doing and what we've been saying about this market existing is real. It's real. Um, Well, first of all, the concussion thing, was it Seth that got concussed or Bray? I didn't directly. I mean, I know that there was an injury, but I don't really know that whatever happened with Bray, I guess uh, Meltzer was saying was minor. I didn't know it was a concussion, though. I thought it may have been something else.
1: Yeah, I didn't know it was a concussion. I just know, I remember reading what both Bray and Sasha both were you know, on the injured list, not cleared to uh, compete Monday is what I thought I saw. So, yeah, I'm not sure who, I mean, you, you would think it's Bray based upon the fact that Bray, you know, the amount of headshots that Bray did end up taking. You
0: sure. Know? Well, I mean, Seth did not look happy after the match. Maybe he was a little woozy on his feet. Well, Seth, and Seth wasn't even on Raw. Bray showed up after the fact. He gave Cesaro the mandible claw. So I don't really know who Cody's talking about here, I guess is what I'm getting at. Um, but i thought it was uh, generous on his part to attribute the failure of that bout to someone getting a concussion and not the pre-planned booking of the finish of that bout that was a very classy move on Cody's part apart uh, i thought he i thought he handled that well
1: yeah uh yeah it's uh, yeah. i mean I, I mean even me i mean i i you know i I, I tweeted what what I think many felt and it got like over two thousand likes uh, after I tweeted it Sunday night and you know and I and I'm one that usually tends to lean you know this I tend to lean more of like you know let's not jump so quick to criticize let's, let's see what the big picture is let's see you know like let's you know I, I try to calm fans down more often the night than I than not and but I but there was no there's no hiding it I, I did what <laughs> the, the the reaction Sunday night was just it's a, the reaction and the, and the you know I don't care if it's not a DQ the ref stopped it just 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 to completely sanitize a hell in a cell match, a match where we've seen damn near somebody die <laughs> to, 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 I don't know. It just, uh, that, that was just a horrible way. And, and, and I just hope that WWE does whatever the next move is with Seth and, and the fiend is, um, is, is well thought out, better thought out than what that one was.
0: I wonder, so. I wonder if there's not some sly reference or something to this on AEW dynamite tonight. You know, I don't know. Again, AEW is good about capitalizing on this stuff and their name got dragged into this whole situation. So you know, game on. I'll be interested to see what goes down tonight. Uh, PWInsider.com, uh, Speaking of injuries, uh, reporting that Samoa Joe currently out with one. He suffered a broken thumb while working a match several weeks back. Currently waiting for WWE doctors to clear him. Um, there's no timetable for his return right now. Just some bum luck here for Samoa Joe, uh, especially since he, you know, has been su- struggling with a couple injuries here in the past uh, couple years. And I read this, and really, you know, I felt bad for Joe. I'm sure he'll get drafted and we'll see him, you know, when we see him. But, you know, this guy has been working hard for over a decade, maybe two at this point. And, you know, as great as he's been doing in WWE, I just the first thing I thought of when I read this was, man, I wish this guy had gotten picked up 10 years ago when he was still fresh. You know what I mean? It's unfortunate to see him now getting like the biggest run and he's having to not just deal with the pressures of operating on that level. But also having to work with a body that's been beat up and and pushed as hard as he's pushed his body, you know.
1: Yeah, I mean he's he's really failed to get any long term momentum. I mean, he obviously he had a match with Brock. I mean, he's had like little spurts of um, of solid programming, but you know, yeah, it just there's been no momentum. And you're right, you know, it's 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 he's had a he's had a lengthy career, uh, much of it outside of WWE, but it's been a physical career, and yeah, I mean, it's kind of like he's on the he's on the back he's on the back nine um and just he just can't get he just can't sustain any 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 long-term momentum of health it seems
0: he'd be a guy that I think would do really well at NXT while you're trying you know I think you know I said Finn would be good in NXT boom he's there I think Shinsuke would be good in NXT boom I'd love to see him there Joe would also especially a lighter schedule um you know getting to stay in one place I think Joe would be a great fit for NXT right now
1: maybe him more so than anybody based upon the factors not not so much the booking factors but the ones you just said like the fact that it's you know maybe not as demanding on his body in terms of having to maybe try to work you know house shows and and yeah you're right not having to get on a plane every every week you know yeah those things might play into where it helps preserve um i don't remember i don't know his age off the top of my head but i'm 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 sure he's around if not over 40 so oh yeah those factors more so than finn or shinsuke or anybody else we think would just be booked better at nxt um yeah i think joe is a great point
0: Um, Well, another uh, update here on uh, somebody who may no longer be injured on the shelf, uh, PWInsider.com, with an update here about Edge. Uh, WWE Hall of Famer Edge reportedly in your backyard of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania yesterday on WWE Business. Uh, Now, there's no confirmation on what Edge was doing in Pittsburgh, but it is interesting to know that, of course, WWE's Dr. Joseph Maroon is based out of Pittsburgh. What do you think's going on with Edge here, Justin? I
1: could, I could have swore that was him that cut me off yesterday on the parkway. Oh, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> no, mm-hmm. uh, well, yeah, I mean, Dr. Maroon is based here. Um, also this is Pittsburgh is where uh, talent comes when they need to, uh, pass like drug tests and physicals and stuff like that. Um, so you, <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I, 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 did not see him here in Pittsburgh. Uh, so I can't confirm, but if he's in, if he's in Pittsburgh, that's it, it, when guys are in Pittsburgh, you know, it is, you know, if WWE guys are in Pittsburgh, it is, it is related to their, to their health. Um, so yeah, I mean, I guess it's one of those when there's where there's smoke that there might be fire.
0: <sighs> oh man. Daniel Bryan comes back. Edge comes back. I'd love to see edge back. I really would. I'd like to see Christian back too, but I think he's kind of done. Um, but edge man, he would, he'd be, he's in great shape right now. I think he'd be a great addition. A lot you could do with edge at the moment.
1: Well, I don't I don't know about edge is like I don't do, I mean, like you talk, are you talking like a regular like competing, you know, multiple times a month competitor or, or are we looking at like a think, again, like a Brock schedule?
0: I think three year run regular road on the road. That's what I'd want.
1: Wow. Veteran. I mean, I'd loved, i love I mean, I would I mean, love I would love to see him. You know, if nothing else, I'd love, you know, one more match just because, you know, when he had his last match, nobody knew that was going to be his last match. You know, so it would be nice to be able to, you know, kind of close it out more formally and more on his terms. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, if he feels good and he thinks he can do it, then, you know, power to him.
0: Yeah, I'm a big Edgehead. I always liked Edge's work, so I think it'd be great. A lot of great people he could work with at the moment, too. A lot of people he never got to work with because, uh, you know, time crossing and such. So, uh, anyway, talking about returns, the L.A. Times caught up with the immortal Hulk Hogan who commented on the possibility of one more match. The Hulkster said, I talked to Vince and I said, I really don't know if I could live with myself knowing my last match was with TNA. If I could get fixed and he's had seven back surgeries, the way he notes in this, if I could get fixed, I pray I can have one more match. I told Vince when I get through this back surgery, I'm going to get in the best shape of my life. And we're going to talk about having one last retirement match. And he said for his final opponent, he wants to face Vince McMahon. Now, Justin, we talk about we were talking about the Saudi shows earlier and the kind of show, the kind of matches that would yep. play well there. Uh let's replace Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar yep. with Hulk Hogan and Vince McMahon. That's where you do that
1: match. Yeah, I mean, uh, if the if the real American uh, can't live with himself that his last match is in TNA, I wonder if the real American can live with himself that his last match will be in Saudi Arabia that's... because that's the only place that's gonna happen, brother. I, agree. I mean, I agree. Well, maybe I mean, Tampa. Yeah, I mean, They're gonna
0: be in Tampa for for Mania, you know.
1: That is true. <laughs> um, and, and none. And never mind. Okay, look, Hogan seldom does a seldom does a a a, a financial quarter. Go by where we don't hear of Hulk um, building his own hype for another match uh, with with whomever's listening. Um, let's say let's let's just say, yeah, let's just say that, that, that we're going to we're going to get a Hulkster out there for one more, one more, whatever, one more match of all the people. No, it does not need to be the 74-year-old chairman, who, who mind you, is in better shape than than well, any other 74-year-old and in better shape than most 54-year-olds. Um, but, like, oh, can't you pick – like, pick, pick Johnson? – can't you pick somebody else that would be uh, – if we're going to put – if we're going to take the risk of putting you in the ring, can't you find somebody else that would be a bigger wrestling dream match draw that who could also work very light and take easy? I mean, we've seen – Missed. We've seen Vince, and and we've seen you and Vince. You know, back 15 years ago when you when he came back. Like, don't you want to find somebody fresh and unique? Who again? Vince works one way, very stiff. <laughs> that's just what. That's that's just the, the, that. you really want to get in the ring with Vince, who 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 is just going to go full full dynamite on you?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Does it does not do it for me? But again, I think that it would go over very well in Saudi Arabia if everybody can make it come together. And I don't know. I I don't honestly know who I would put in there with with Hulk right now. You know, Roman, Seth. I don't. I mean, the the Fiend, maybe Randy Orton. I no. think Orton, I think uh, Orton would to, be good. You have to
1: put him in there with guys who. No, you have to put him in there with guys who who can just. You got to put him. You got to put him in a match that it's just so captivating that we're actually seeing and hearing Hulk Hogan versus fill in the blank. It has to be a a, a, a he versus Rock WrestleMania type situation where just looking at each other and just hitting the ropes and and, and no selling a shoulder tackle. It has to be something has that Cena, you don't.
0: Did him and Cena ever have a match or no? I feel like in my head they did. I don't know. I Google
1: if they if they did it's kind of like the cena undertaker situation where like they had one very early on before john cena was john cena but I, I don't recall one but if they did it was it was not it was not it was there certainly i don't think it was any big angle that was built around it i don't believe if, if, if they did it might have been a real throwaway but i don't think so but yeah, again even 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 if they, even if they did doesn't matter. It wasn't, you know, the, the, that was before John Cena became the Hulk Hogan of this generation. So it needs to be a Hogan Cena where they don't have to do much, but they can look at each other and just do, you know. Or I don't know if Roman has that same effect. I don't think he does. Uh, I really think that really it's it's kind of Cena, and that's about. you know I mean, I mean, I mean, obviously, what are you going to get both Austin and Hogan out of? Uh, I mean, you know, there's very few I think matches I can really do what i'm suggesting to do with okay hogan.
0: okay may of may of this year 2019 hulk hogan retweeted a fan who said that they would like to see a, a wrestlemania dream match between john cena and hulk hogan so i guess this match does not happen and of course i would think that hulk would be open to it
1: <laughs> now in tampa that would be good for both of them because john lives in Tampa. Dan- yeah, you know, that, that, that could work down there <sighs> man maybe
0: fingers crossed um, well, somebody that was uh, back in the mix uh, backstage at Raw, Darren Young. Uh, he shared a photo on Twitter with Randy Orton, and he noted that Randy Orton was one of the first superstars to embrace him and make him feel comfortable in the locker room. Uh, I, I think Darren's great. I'm happy to see him in the mix. I know he's really enjoying his work right now as an advocate for the LGBTQ community. Uh, he's received a couple awards. So I don't know if he'd be back with WWE, um, but, you know, it looks like he's doing well. I was happy to see him there. I know he got a lot of attention yep. on the site, you know.
1: Yep. You know. Good guy. And go. and you know a good, good guy he is. That uh, that's, that's kind of cool to him to him to give the accolades uh to Randy Orton of doing that especially cuz I mean, you know obviously it's no secret Orton in the first half of his career did not have the the most savory reputation of of of, of antics of of being in dealing with. I think he would even say, you know, he's he's had a lot of growing up and maturing over the the um almost 20 year career with WWE. So, I mean, that's cool to see, you know, somebody just publicly – somebody uh, who uh, you know, in in a situation like like Darren is in terms of who he is and what he stands for, to in and that, in that environment, to uh, to give the shout out to Randy for being so uh, so helpful.
0: Yeah, agreed. Uh, New York One News Traffic Anchor, Traffic Anchor and Reporter Alice Zwick announced last night on social media that she has joined WWE to host this week, In WWE she'll be hosting the show alongside Emmy Award winning Scott Stanford. Um, I don't know anything about her, but it was a buzzy thing on the site. and I thought we'd give Elise some uh, some love here. Best of luck with you and Scott. Um, and uh, do you have a chance to catch out uh, the NWA Power debut on YouTube yesterday, Justin?
1: I didn't watch all hour straight through, but I did watch. I, I, you know, but yes, I did watch and pick and you know uh, track around. Um, yeah. I, so, well, first off, what'd you think?
0: Oh, I watched. Uh, I watched the first five or ten minutes of it. Again, I was kind of busy. I didn't get to watch. All of it. Um, but, yeah, I thought, it, I, look, it, you know, I think Raj tweeted it out last night. He said it's a combination of glow and NXT. You know, it's a stylized 70s studio show throwback with some good wrestlers in the mix. I thought it was filmed well. I thought I think that this is something that will we'll pick up steam. You know, I checked this morning. I think it had done like 150,000 views on YouTube overnight or something like that. So there's definitely some interest in it. Uh, I noticed the comment section was was lit up. So we'll see if they can carry it on. I know Corey Graves seemed to have liked it. He tweeted out, uh, checking out NWA Power on YouTube right now. Really fun throwback presentation. Old school in a good way. Just something different for the marketplace right now. And that's, you know, fine. It's a very cluttered marketplace at the moment. Anything you can do to stand out. I think they definitely did that with this, you know?
1: Yeah, I mean, from from, from like the pro wrestling analyst standpoint, I agree. You know, um, it's it, it, there's a busy market, cluttered market. Uh, wrestling fans love nostalgia. I mean, how I mean, I mean, how often wrestling fans, and I'm guilty of this too. Wrestling, you know, we we compare to, you know, compare to the past of, oh, this is like that past great storyline, or or want to see, oh, I love to see the rehash of this, or even even when WWE does the old school, you know, and any any throwbacks, wrestling fans love nostalgia, so, um, so that this 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 triggers that this triggers to a this definitely triggers to a you know a a you know mid 30s or 40 year old and older who who you know remembers watching. Uh, this style of presentation, especially if you if you if you grew up towards the south or, or you know or grew up in a market that, that that got that got the NWA or, or had his own territorial show. um. So, yeah, I think that hits that, you know, me as just my personal taste. I appreciate the I mean, they definitely have talent, you know, just the talent they saw and the talent. I know it's coming. They have talent. My personal taste. This doesn't hit those same buttons for me, Um, probably just because, you know, I mean, I, where I grew up in maryland you know i was fortunate enough to, to both to live see WWF and nwa or wcw but i was always more of the of the bigger lights WWF kind of guy so i'm sure that there was some nostalgia show out there that 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 re that, that to try to emulate you know WWF superstars it would, or prime time it would probably trigger a little bit more to me because of the nostalgia factor but i think great job by them um looks like it's got a good presentation to it you know good for 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 lagana lagana and um and corrigan and everybody involved in it um. Yeah. So stand out. We'll see what happens. Uh, but I, again, I, I'm I'm always more of the bigger lights kind of thing. And and it's also tough when you put in the comparison. It's like, yes, this is a small studio show, very intimate. But you have to make sure that it doesn't start to be, look too, too low budget to where I think it's a Southpaw regional spinoff, which is supposed to be. <laughs> yes, you know. It did. It, it's just it did feel like a little N- Southpaw.
0: Like, Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like I mean, NXT. I mean, for all intents and purposes, NXT. And I, I said this. I said this for a couple last couple of years. NXT for all intents and purposes is a studio show with a million dollar budget but this and obviously on purpose the parody that is southpaw wrestling is is meant to look a little more primitive and i think there's a fine line between hitting nostalgia and then looking too under budget so if that makes sense
0: yeah uh agreed um so uh yeah will so we'll see how uh we'll see how it plays out here you know what it is it's going to be risk reward here i don't know how much they put up uh, producing this thing I don't know how much money they're making back on YouTube right now I think the the hope would be that you know a, a network or an executive sees this they like this they see that it's doing you know six figures on on YouTube alone and they, they put it on an access TV or a, or a WGN I think that would be the end game here but uh, we'll see uh, TMZ sports uh, great story here uh, rapper multi-millionaire entrepreneur master P has been announced that he is the new owner of of House of Glory Indie Wrestling, uh, the the independent wrestling promotion. Now, Master P, of course, appeared for WCW during the 1999 feud between the No Limit Soldiers and the West Texas Rednecks. It was announced today that he is taking over House of Glory, which is the New York City Indie Fed that was launched in 2012, run by the Amazing Red and Brian XL. And a couple comments Master P had to TMZ Sports about the acquisition. Uh, He said Vince McMahon you in trouble because I'm about to take over everything. He then also said, taking hip hop to a whole different league, HOG, House of Glory Wrestling. I'm hiring all the top wrestlers. Come over here. WWE, come over here to us. Thoughts?
1: What a time to be alive.
0: (laughs) This is so great. I'm so actively trying to get this interview with Master P right now to talk about this. It's not going well. But man, Master P, you taking this guy seriously? What do you what do you think of Master P getting into this?
1: Well, I mean, look if he if he if if he is now if he's bought and he's now in charge. I mean, look, because the House of Glory is a legit promotion. I know people that work for it. So I mean, it's a legit good thriving promotion in, the, in that in that in that market. So I mean, I don't know what kind of money he's putting up. I don't know what kind of money he has so i'm not sure that, that that's kind of like the biggest first question is like okay like this is obviously mean, know, like what kind of resources is he gonna have but i mean good I, I guess i guess good for him and house of glory
0: how much do you think master p is worth i just looked up his net worth how much do you think he's worth
1: uh, i don't know five million i don't know
0: he is worth 200 million dollars justin
1: what what how what, where did he make 200 million
0: he's an entrepreneur and he's master p It says at presently it is known presently it is known by the name of no limit forever records, having gained immense popularity in his musical career. Master P is also the CEO of P Miller enterprises. As of 2019 master P's net worth is roughly $200 million. That's way more. And that makes me take this way more seriously that this man has $200 million.
1: I mean, good for him. I I, I mean, great for him. Um, I mean, you know, obviously it's not Tony Khan billions, but that's still, you can do a lot with you.
0: You can do a lot <laughs> you with $200 million. hundred <laughs> percent.
1: I mean, I wouldn't advise it's pro wrestling. I wouldn't advise him to sink all 200 million of it in, but he, even if he decides he wants to, you know, put, you know, th- 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 you know, 20 million in, uh, uh, yeah, I'm good for him. And again, good for the people at house of glory and good, good for the wrestling business. Uh, uh, I, it certainly, you know, I'll tell you what, the, the, the NWA power hour, looks like it doesn't have a uh, 200 million being put into it, maybe on purpose. Uh, I don't know, but, but Billy Corgan's got a lot of money. Maybe, maybe Billy Corgan and Master link up.
0: Man. I tried to put Billy together at the insane clown posse and that did not go well. That's a story for the book.
1: Uh, uh I, I, oh geez, I, 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 I'm so shocked that those two parties didn't, didn't jive well.
0: ICP was down. Billy. Hmm killed it uh new york post reporting uh the xfl has settled on their announced teams on the espn side you're gonna get steve levy dan orlovsky and pat mcafee uh, on fox you're gonna get kurt minnefee and joel klatt um according to the report fox had interest in gus johnson but due to his commitment to college basketball schedules didn't work no yet uh, no word yet on who will host the fs1 and abc games uh i, I i've seen kurt Minafee Uh, obviously Pat McAfee, I know very well, I'm very happy for Pat, but you're a sports guy. I know you deal with a lot of commentators. Do these names pop out to you? Do you, do you have any opinion on these, these XFL announced teams?
1: Yeah, it's got legitimacy. You know, Kurt Menefee is the guy who, if you watch, if you watch the NFL and Fox on in the fall, he's the one that hosts, uh, the pregame and the halftime show in the studio. Um, obviously Pat McAfee has legitimacy as being a former player and definitely crosses over and hits the wrestling crowd. Um, yeah, you know, Steve Livy, uh, been been with ESPN for a very long time. Yeah, I mean, this is credibility. This is certainly this is not this is not the um, this is not the, the, the C squad. I mean, this is this is these are legit uh, names for, for the respective uh, networks. So, um, and I, you know, another good sign that this incarnation for the XFL will have a better chance of succeeding than the first one. And it, I got to be honest, now that I hear all this news, uh, I, I would rather Master P say the hell with House of Glory, and I would rather him just go ahead and buy an XFL team that could be the No Limits Soldiers. Mm. Fantastic
0: idea. Let's just blend it all together. Steve Harvey can somehow get involved in this as well. He's in the business now, I guess, too. So, um, lastly, here uh, as a follow-up before we get to our interviews, uh, TMZ uh, with an update on Jeff Hardy and his DUI or DWI. Apparently, he had a bloody nose during the traffic stop. He was told uh, he told officers it was from an earlier fight with his wife Beth. He admitted to taking two shots of vodka earlier in the night and that he was impaired. He apparently bombed. The field sobriety test was uncooperative when they asked for a blood sample or breathalyzer test. The officer ended up getting a search warrant from a judge to extract a blood sample from Hardy. Uh, Paramedics had to be called in to take the sample. Hardy was then arrested for a DWI and driving on a revoked license. Uh, Police told TMZ they are not investigating the domestic incident between Jeff and his wife because they said they would. uh, But they said they would if Jeff filed a complaint, which I don't think he's going to do. So. Uh, just uh, the last bit of news here coming out of this, uh, this incident with Jeff and uh, how do you see Jeff's future in WWE and pro wrestling playing out after this latest misstep, Justin?
1: I don't know. I mean, I don't think it's over, uh, but I, but I'm not even really worried about that. I just, you know, I I just, you know, just, just want the guy to get better. You know, we, 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 we too often, unfortunately we have, we we end up talking about, you know, what wrestlers on TMZ or what they're going through and and we just commentate about it it. Just, you know, this one hits me a little bit, I mean, you know, Jeff Hardy's a guy back, especially back when he and he and Matt were in TNA. Um, you know, Jeff's a guy who, when his oldest, you know, it was just his, his oldest daughter at the time, you know, Jeff and his oldest daughter and his wife, you know, they they we were at lunch playing with my daughter, my firstborn, who was young. And like, I've gotten to know Jeff and obviously his brother, Matt, to, um, you know, gotten to know him better than, than most other wrestlers I've gotten to know. And, and he's and just a good guy, good family from the time I've been around him. Obviously, everybody has, you know, every, you know nobody's perfect. We don't never know what's going on behind the closed doors everybody has bad days so it just breaks my heart to hear and read this you know just keeps piling on you know it was the it was the, the myrtle beach thing in the summer and then now it's this and i just you know just want the dude to get better because he's a you know obviously he's a great performer but never mind that he's, he's a dad he's a husband just just get better man
0: My guess at this time is a four-time impact wrestling knockouts champion it is odb bam bam yeah well <laughs> What's well, going on? Well, we're here to talk about you today, ODB, and uh, your meet-and-greet um, truck. Now, I, I want to get right to it here. What what happened to your truck?
2: Ah, uh, shit. Not much of a meet-and-greet going on right now. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's been a little over a month now. And, you know, my food truck's been uh, rocking and rolling. Especially this year, it's really taken off. And then one night, got a little phone call around midnight. Man. And saying my food truck was on fire, I'm like, all right, don't stop happening with me, you know? And so uh, I went, I store it like five minutes away from my place, and I go there, and no shit, the whole thing is up in flames. Like, uh, and it, at first I was just kind of shocked, you know? And uh, they still have no idea what started it, except I don't work with grease, I have no propane. Nothing on there and my smokers were on, but that's a normal thing for me. They're always I'm always smoking meat pretty much every night. Sure. And so I'm thinking it was electrical, but they the um they haven't really investigated it at all, which I'm kind of a little pissed about. Really? Uh, so yeah. It's huh. uh yeah, I was totally just gone. I don't know if you've seen pictures, but Yeah, I did. Yeah, it's it's uh nothing. I didn't say well actually I saved one of my flasks. One of my flats got saved, but, oh, yeah. it's uh. And seeing it in the daylight the next day, I was like, oh, shit. Man. So, yeah, it's been kind of a rough month. A little, I mean, I'm saying positive, but, you know, I go from, you know, working my ass off on this food truck to absolutely nothing. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going nuts. And then it's hard, you know, it's old, lovely insurance um obviously i had insurance on it but they are not working well with me um i do belong to state Farm, so i'm a little uh i had to do a little smack down on their ass so that's uh you think they got your back until something like this happens and then it's just like why the hell do we even pay insurance yeah i don't get it yeah well i mean
0: (laughs) right now though it sounds like you are working to get the the truck back up and running and fans can actually jump in and help you out with this you got to indiegogo campaign going on tell, tell everybody about yeah. that and you know how they can help
2: so uh ddp actually called me the very next day and said hey kid um uh, i want to help and and i'm not a big fan of what like, you know i'm always like i've always tried to figure it out do it on my own kind of person and but in a situation like this it's like shit i i do need some help with it you know and yeah get it back on the road, you know, sooner than later, and uh, so I, I flew out to DDP's Performance uh, Center and uh, made a little video, and so he's going to help me do a little Indiegogo, and we're, um, I'm, I'll be giving back. So I went through a lot of my wrestling stuff, and I'm going to part with some of my wrestling gear, mm-hmm. where I hope a, a fan can enjoy it just as much as I enjoyed it, and one of my big one of my big things I'll be auctioning off is my T&A wedding dress when I got married to EY on wow. Impact.
0: Oh, man. That's so kind
2: of... Yeah. And so, I mean, that, that's very special to me, so it's kind of a big deal. And I will be... Um, the ring will be coming with it, so... A lucky fan. Oh. Hopefully, a chick my size can uh, wear it for our own wedding. That'd be kind of cool. <laughs>
0: yeah, that would be. Maybe, maybe you could officiate it too. I mean, anybody. I feel like can be yeah. an officiant. Oh eat.
2: yeah, I'll be the caterer.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, that there it is. That's the perfect hookup right there. That's amazing. Yeah. Um
2: yeah, you get a you get a VIP ODB meet and greet. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I got to ask, you know, you're obviously such a prolific, you know, wrestler and female wrestler in particular, you know, the work you did the Knockouts Division and Impact Wrestling was just amazing. What what drew you to wanting to launch a food truck? How, how did you even decide to do this?
2: Gosh, I don't know. I guess it's just been my life. It's kind of funny because, like, my lifestyle became my brand pretty much. Like, ODB, like, just became obviously me after a few drinks, and uh, <laughs> it's a... Uh, with Bar, I've always liked cooking, because to me, like, food brings people together, and I love entertaining in and outside the ring. Like, every time I came home from the road, I would party with my neighbors in the driveway, and we just have fun. we cook whatever we have in the fridge, and, um, and then the barbecue side, I actually did a cooking show with my buddy Joey Fatone from InSync
0: Oh, I'm very familiar. He's got a new uh, game yeah. show on the Game Show Network, I think.
2: Oh, yeah. He's got a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, awesome. so he, um, we, it was called My Family Recipe Rock. So him and his crew came to Minnesota and um, spent the weekend in the Airstream, and we taped an awesome cooking show with my style kind of cooking, camping cooking. And after that, um, I got a phone call from a famous place, a Pepper Palace, they manufacture sauce, barbecue, and hot sauces, and uh, so we talked and we put together my very own uh, whiskey sauces. And after that, it was my wrestling was kind of not coming to an end. Just taking a break, not knowing it was kind of coming to an end. Okay. And I want I wanted to really make this barbecue thing happen, so I hopped in my tra- Airstream trailer and went on a little barbecue tour. Went to like Sturgis. Uh, Daytona bike week, Galveston, Texas, we, um, where else I go? Louisiana. I went everywhere just to promote my classes.
0: Okay.
2: And then, um, no, it was, it was fun. It was, um, I, mean, I was on the road by myself doing all this and meeting great people. And then someone's like, you need to get a food truck. Now I didn't really think about it. And then I was like, "Oh shit. Yeah. That makes, it makes sense. Sure. So, um, uh, yeah, then I just pretty much died right into the food truck business. I didn't even know anything about this. I didn't think of anything and that's what I normally do. I just kinda go head first into a lot of stuff. Which sometimes I think that is the best thing to do sure. because that way you don't overthink shit and you don't back out, you just do it and you gotta figure it out. And that's what I did. I just my first year with the food truck was a shit show but I figured it out since then. <laughs> I was so. about to. I was about to say because
0: I'm, I'm here in Chicago and I love food trucks. I'm a big fan of what you do, and I know that it is not like an easy business necessarily to navigate. How how difficult? What were some of the headaches? And and how friendly is America towards food trucks in general?
2: Oh man, America loves food trucks, and they're very. They love to support the locals. That's where everywhere I go, that's where I've learned. Every place I go, they love to support locals and. They see all the hard work it is because people are like, oh yeah, you can probably just uh, take that thing anywhere and open up the window and start selling. I'm like, no, there's a lot more. <laughs> I'm like, these things called permits and licensings and you need to have permission everywhere, you know, you go. And But after all that, after you get all that settled, that's, you know, one of the easy parts and then it's, you know, selling, you, know, you can't just sell anything and everything on my food truck is homemade. Yeah. I literally cook everything, oh, man, from my coleslaw to my beans to my sauces to the pork. So yeah, it's a, and I do it all myself. I mean, I'll have friends help for bigger events, but overall, that's uh. I'm pulling every pork on my food truck. <laughs> Man, you're making me hungry right now. I I
0: just I didn't realize. Yeah, this. no. Right? My girlfriend made me pulled pork last night, and now I'm like craving it. I think I got some leftovers. In the Ooh, front. I know. yeah. Can't go wrong with pulled pork. No. Um. Well, you know your <laughs> last your last experience with the truck that fans really probably could identify was probably the the Starcast event here in my backyard. Yeah. In my in my backyard of Chicago. How was that last hurrah? That you didn't know it was gonna be the last oh, hurrah I with that truck? But how I was know,
2: it? right? Yeah. <laughs> It actually, it's, I always believe in everything happens for a reason. And I think that was kind of like the end of the first ODB's meet and greet was StarCast. And yeah. I did awesome. It was my best uh, sales. Um, it was great. I'm, see, I like it too where the wrestling fans, like they, they can see me all over social media with the food truck. But then they go nuts. They're like, oh, my God, we finally get to see it in person and have it. And fans were great. I mean, it was literally a meet and greet the whole weekend at StarCast. I mean, I was basically open from noon till midnight, and I love it. I mean, I I love interacting with everyone, and so it's uh, and then having a few drinks outside and hanging out, can't go wrong with that.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I already seem to have a great time hanging out with you and uh, nothing but great reviews for the food as well. You know, and I, I got to ask, because you showed up the next night at All Out, um, was that, did they oh, see yeah. <laughs> you, did they see you at StarCast or like, oh man, we got to get ODB or was like that kind of the reason you were already in town?
2: Oh, with the whole AEW thing? Yeah. 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 Um, we've talked and, um, about other stuff before about bringing the food truck, you know, to other shows and it kind of worked perfectly with, uh, me already being there and having the battle Royal and yeah. Cause a lot of people just don't think I want to wrestle anymore. I didn't, I've never said I don't want to wrestle. I just, you know, was focused focus on the food truck, but shit, I can still, my outfit still fits me and I can still go. So yeah. <laughs> why not? Yeah.
0: How, how are so you? A, th- I'm sorry. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead.
2: Oh, no, it's just a good feeling like to be back on the big stage. Cause it's been a shoot. It's been at least five years. I think since I've been uh, with TNA and it was, uh, Quite, uh, it was awesome because no one knew I was going to be there. They obviously saw the food truck, but they didn't know if I was going to be in the ring because I said, no, he won't be seeing me there. And then bam. So it was a pretty, <laughs> it was a hell of a reaction to the with the fans. Like, I just want to thank all those fans for still remembering my ass. And, uh, you know, it's like, that's what it's all about. Like, I would love, love to actually, you know, have one more big match you know, an AEW looks like the place to be right now for that. So uh-huh. yeah. I would love to do that.
0: Yeah, well, it's a fresh women's division over at AEW right now. But, but you know, before I, I, I – got to follow up on that. But how physically are you holding up? I mean,
2: are you feeling good right now? You know what I am? I'm proud. I'm 41 years old, and I'm proud of that. I love my 40s. And, yeah, because I really didn't do anything stupid in the ring. That's the best part. <laughs> I mean, I'm actually feeling – Really good. I grabbed my boobs, drank out of a flask, <laughs> and shit. That's you know. <laughs> so it's uh, I feel sorry for some of these kids that are doing all this crazy shit, and they ain't gonna be walking when they're forty-one. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm actually very healthy, so I'm uh, yeah, I'm good to go.
0: Yeah. Well, what what was it like being in that casino battle royal? Was there anybody in particular that you enjoyed getting to, to mix it up in, with there? Because that was a mix of people you'd work with, and I'm sure some new faces as
2: well. Yeah. A lot of girls, um, have never even met before. Um, but I did, um, that it was honestly, it was great to, cause I've never been in a ring with uh jazz before. Yeah. Well, we've been in like the Indies and stuff, but never on the big stage. So that was cool. I think it was me, her, Nyla and Kong with that face stop right there. I was like, now this is a moment. I think, uh, I think us four could really, uh, put on one hell of a show. So I would I'd actually like to see that. Yeah,
0: I think, well, I think a lot of people would like to see that. You know, Nyla or Jazz, well, first of all, Jazz, that's really cool. I was going to ask you about what it was like seeing and working with Jazz there, because I couldn't think of a time that you guys had really shared ring space together. But also Nyla Rose. Yeah. Nyla Rose is really catching on right
2: now. What do you think of Nyla? I think it's awesome. She's, oh my gosh, she's an awesome person outside the ring. Very respectful. Um so yeah, she's. I'm uh, really glad that she's given this opportunity right now, and she's taking it, you know. And yeah. so I like it where, you know, she's you know a big girl, but it, she's using it good, you know. Like, and there's not a lot of us out there that. So I think uh I think yeah this is a big opportunity for her, and she's she's rolling with it. So she's taking it and doing her own thing.
0: Yeah. Did you get a chance to catch her match with Rio from the Dynamite debut on Wednesday, where they crowned the women's champion? I,
2: I actually did. I actually caught it the next day. Yeah, that was a hell yeah, that was very very hell of a match and it's uh yeah, I didn't know what was gonna happen there. So Yeah. It's cool that they started, you know, they they set the bar now for the women's division, AEW, so now it's uh time for every, all those chicks to step it up. <laughs>
0: yeah, well, I mean, step it up, step <laughs> step it up, step up. You know, you say that this is a yeah. place to think <laughs> That you would maybe like to see yourself is are those talks continuing? Is there a chance we do see you wind up in AEW? Yeah,
2: you never know. You know, keeping I got other. I was I'm um, not can't say nothing about this opportunity coming at me, but there's another opportunity that came at me, and it's about wrestling. So hopefully, uh, it'll open doors for other stuff too. So because mm-hmm. I'll be taking I'm not taking a break from the food truck, but rebuilding is going to take a while. And uh, so while I'm doing that, rebuilding, I, w- I will be getting back in the wrestling ring for sure.
0: Hmm. Well, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice little tease. Uh, well, <laughs> it's a busy it's certainly a vibrant time for pro wrestling. And I feel like, you know, anyone with name value, which you have right now, is definitely a commodity. You know, you were a part of Impact Wrestling when they tried to go up against WWE Um, didn't really, (laughs) didn't really have the the same success that AEW had. What did you make of, or what did you, how'd you react when you found out that AEW kind of handedly beat NXT in the ratings this past Wednesday?
2: Yeah, that's pretty badass. I I like it. (laughs) I like, I mean, all those guys that are in AEW right now, I've worked with, you know, like with the Young Bucks and Daniel and Frankie and it's just, and Cody, and it's just awesome to see those guys develop something. You know, and it's, I love it, and it's all about the boys, you know? Oh, obviously the fans, because the fans will want to see all that, and it's just, it's awesome that they're, it's, it's her, yeah, it's, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> That's, <I> say. <laughs> That's good.
0: That's a nice headline. I think I, I think I can sell my boss on just that right yeah. there. Who <laughs> do you think this is effing awesome? I agree. I think, yeah. I think a lot of fans do, but you know, it's not just AEW, WWE, you know, you were with TNA, you know, like you said, up until about five years ago, four Knockouts mm-hmm. title runs. I mean, what do you think of the current knockouts division over
2: in, in impact wrestling? Shit. I don't even know anyone there. I happens. I don't, I <laughs> don't pay attention to, uh, a lot of it right now. Um, so I really can't tell you who's even, uh, there. Sure. Is that kind of sad? I don't know. <laughs> it's, uh, definitely, I mean, that's a different era. Um, all these, and there's times where I can go backstage, and I'm like, shit, I don't know a lot of these people. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah. Well, that's a you t- know,
2: when you get out of the loop sometimes. and yeah. but, but yeah.
0: Well, it's a totally different company now. right? Well, first of all, it's not even TNA. No, yeah. it's Impact. It's like different ownership. But I just didn't know. I mean, as a former Knockouts champion, if you would have taken a look at their division right now. Because it's a pretty good little division rate they've got at the moment. Well, that's good. They're keeping, they're keeping the knockouts alive. That's yeah. good. Well, Tessa Blanchard, Jordan Grace, hard to argue. Two top talents right there. Oh, Tessa. Oh, yeah. I've
2: never been in the ring with her, but yeah, she's a hell of a, hell of a wrestler. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Uh, and I also wanted to ask you while I had you here, of course, you brought up your wedding dress, which you're going to be auctioning off with the ring to help bring back the meet-and-greet truck, which I'll bring back up here at the yeah. end. Uh, but Eric Young, you know, he got picked up by WWE. They haven't really done a whole lot with him. Uh, up until yeah, this point. Yeah, what the hell? Yeah, talk, talk to me a little bit about it. What do you think of EY and, you know, what do you think of them kind of dropping the ball with him over in WWE?
2: I know, they kind of, like, I like, the, I like the serious but funny EY, but I think he kind of needs to, like, maybe bring that back. Um, I know it's hard to tell WWE, hey, this is what I want to do. <laughs> but um, it, I, I know he's such great talent, and we clicked. We had awesome chemistry, I mean we wrote our own shit. You know, we just went out there. We did our thing. We had fun in the ring which a lot of people don't even have anymore. Yeah. And we just, uh, Oh my God. Those are like my favorite memories of wrestling just with me and him. And sucks that they, they aren't, you know, he needs to not the goofy goofiness of EY, but they need to bring just a little bit, a little bit of the comedy side of him, I think would be awesome. And he's a hell of a worker. So he, he's, think they need to do something, you know, maybe a little reunion with us. That'd be kind of cool. That would
0: not... <laughs> I, I wouldn't be upset about it, you know. I, I, it, it was a little weird to me that they brought him in in this sanity gimmick, and I'm like, this isn't... It's like, we already... I already know I Eric know. Young. It's like, I want to see Eric Young. This yeah. isn't Eric Young, you know what I mean? So
2: That's the one thing, yeah, if I ever went somewhere else, um, that's the one thing I'd be like, you know what, I'm ODB. I'm not going to be anyone else. This is my brand. Like, I would never want to be someone else that you know like i just hate when they do that to the guys like let them be them let them you know that's what that's what got them there right
0: yeah i i 100 agree with that
2: yeah. um yeah
0: well for odb though you know i'll kind of wrap it up here before we do the hard plug one more time for the meet and greet truck you know in, in pro wrestling you know what do you what do you have left to accomplish what, what do you still want to get out of this business
2: oh boy i would just love another run actually would be actually very cool i just I miss the whole wrestling part. I mean, I don't have to be, you know, wrestling every week. I don't don't I don't want to be doing that. But just I just miss the whole I miss the whole thing. You know, I like you know being backstage with the boys on the road. I love the fans. That's the main part. I miss the fans, like being out there, you know, in front of fourteen thousand plus people at the Sears Center. That was pretty badass. That, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm still young too, and I still can go. So why not? You know, why not another. ODB run somewhere.
0: I like that. It's a heck of a tease. Well, um Well, ODB, I want to thank you very much for the time. Uh, I'll let you wrap it up here by telling the fans, you know, how they can help you uh, get the meet and greet truck back up and running. Um, you, the platform is yours.
2: All right. Well, let's get this ODB's meet and greet two up and running. Two. If I need all your guys' help. Oh yeah, it's going to be called the two. Okay. <laughs> ODB's one, uh, the meet and greet, the first one, it's not dead, but you know, it's time to redo everything. So, uh, ODB's meet and greet two will be coming soon, but I need everyone's help. I need every, all the fans, the wrestlers, and I will be giving back. So when you donate, you can possibly get my B wedding dress from the teenage days, some barbecue, hot sauce, uh, t-shirts from the food truck. And you can go follow me, on um instagram twitter facebook it's at the odb bam i'll have all the information on there hopefully within a week or so so hopefully it'll be coming out soon and we can get this uh odb's meet and greet two up and running in a few months the hell of a meet and greet
0: Uh, thank you so much to ODB there. We're about to throw to the fight COO, uh, Michael Weber. I just want to let everybody know uh, we did have a connection issue between the microphone and the camera during this. So you will hear a little bit of static during the audio with uh, me and Michael here. It's not terrible, so I'm including it. But if it's too much for you, just skip ahead seven minutes. You can hear Justin and I at the end of the show. But here he is. Fight COO, Michael Weber. Michael <laughs> Weber. It's me, Nick Hausman, here in the bowels of StarCast right now for an interview with the COO of Fight.tv. It is Michael Weber. Michael, thank you very much for taking the time today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, you are here at a StarCast. How is working with Conrad on this one different than the StarCast you've done before?
3: Working with Conrad has been great. Uh, He's just man. He's just got great ideas, knows the people, knows how to get stuff done. He knows how to lead people to put together a very organized event. But what's been good about this event is, now this is the second time now, even after three, that we're back in Schaumburg, Hyatt. The Hyatt's been really good people to work with. They take care of us. And this is a relatively small uh, Hyatt hotel here. Yeah. But essentially, if you're not a wrestler or a wrestling fan, you're not staying in this hotel. You know, it's 100% all about wrestling. I've never really actually seen that all the years I've been around this business for uh, 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 wrestling to completely take over a fairly prestigious uh hotel.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and they took it over in such a big way this year. One of the big panels, CM Punk this year. You know, he's getting a live microphone, everybody's buzzing about this. It's gonna be a fight, it's gonna be on traditional pay-per-view. What do you make of the buzz around this big punk panel?
3: Well, the CM Punk thing, i unfortunately while I've had a chance to work with almost everybody in the business, I'd actually never have met him. Oh. But I'm really excited to see him because he's kept people guessing. What is he gonna do next? You yeah. know, and he left WWE while he was on top. He was the hottest thing going. <laughs> And, and i think that's really good though i mean cuz there's that intrigue and that's why we everybody wants to see this event cuz he hasn't really done anything like this yeah. to this level and that's also one wise we reasons why we put this on regular pay-per-view the satellite trucks roll in tonight and going to be ready to go for it so we're very excited about that one and that is while well, we got some great panels right now yeah um that's the one everybody's heard I gotta make sure I see that one. And it is the finale of our 11 shows that we're doing this weekend.
0: Yeah, it's gonna be a big one, you know, and there's a lot of great talkers here at Fight.tv, somebody I know you're really passionate about. Why don't you let me know just, you know, kind of what you think of MJF? I know he's somebody that's <laughs> grabbed a lot of people recently.
3: Well, in all seriousness, I've never seen anybody get such a reaction at such an early age. Again, I've had the experience and the opportunity to work with so many different people, but most of the times, guys are in their late 20s, early 30s, before they really hit their stride and become big news within their organizations there. And I think he just turned 23. Yeah. You know, and I think that's right. He's a great guy. He's And, you know, um, he knows how to get a reaction on the fans and you know what, he actually is a fairly good athlete,
0: which always helps. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we talk about, you know, we're talking off the air, about how long you've been doing this, 35 years. You've worked in an executive level at pretty much every major promotion of pro wrestling. Can't hold a job. Yeah, well, you know, it's fine. You know, it's the gig economy, right? Sometimes you're an executive at one major promotion, sometimes you're the executive at the other. But, you know, you've, you saw the last war, right? You saw the last generation... How do you think having a fight.tv is going to differentiate this era of pro wrestling from the previous era? Now,
3: that's a great question. So, yeah, I did go through, uh, I was at WCW when we had Nitro, obviously against head to head of Raw. I was there all 83 weeks mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and more. And that was a pretty cool time because between the two of our companies, between WCW, we actually grew the whole category, okay. you know, more wrestling fans. But there was, and there was independent wrestling there, nothing like it is now, though. And with fight, you know, um, GCW is a great example. they they have an event this weekend. They're a great company. They've been on our platform for about 13, 14 months now. They would never get not to be offensive to them, they would never got a network deal. They would USA Network or TBS or anything. Would never give them a network deal, but we gave them a platform where they can grow yeah. and grow and continue to grow and they got a fantastic fan base. They put together some crazy shows. I want to buy stock in fluorescent light tubes. <laughs> I just don't get it. Uh, but the fan base is there. They like it. But uh, we just aired two shows they did from Japan.
0: How impressive is that? I they mean,
3: just played Japan. I mean, who would have guessed that? Again, a year ago, and they are able to grow with us. And God knows where they're going from here. So it's pretty exciting to see people like that. And, of course, we are doing, you know, um, you know, companies like New Japan Pro Wrestling always had a great reputation, fantastic wrestling. We're airing a show they're doing from London. So they're branching out and we're branching with them. And that's going to be exclusively on Fight this weekend starting tomorrow, uh, live at 1230 Eastern. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in two weeks, we're doing AAA from New York. So they're branching out. Yeah. And, you know, so we're getting those, which are very older, established wrestling companies. But never really had that much exposure in the U.S. to till, till recently. Again, we we're able to give them a platform because while they may get a network deal someday, they certainly aren't going to do it right now.
0: Yeah. Um, you know, when you talk about, you know, all the different promotions you have on Fight.TV, you kind of remind me of the Conrad. You're, you're like, you are, you are to live events with Conrad is the podcasting because everybody seems to be cool working with you guys, right? How hard is it to juggle... The, the egos in the room having all these big entities all wanting to use your platform.
3: Well, it's sort of nice. I mean, when it's all said and done here, I have do have good relations with people. I've made an effort through my whole career not to burn bridges. But the real key to it is our company is actually a, a technology company first. And you know what? Technology wins. I could be the greatest salesman in the world and got all these relationships, but if our platform sucked or it crashed and all that yeah. stuff, it would never have worked. And fortunately, these guys I work with, and uh, they've been working on this for seven years now, and continuously keep enhancing the technology to be better and better uh, for streaming, recommendation engines, so you can do a good search and find out, hey, if you like GCW, you might like Southern violence, you know, uh, wrestling, which is a
0: logical conclusion. Yeah, you know,
3: yes. Or, uh, and, you know, we got this little show called AEW All Out, you know, yeah. uh, well, it's not available in fight in the United States, but we're going to do bang up business around the world. It's available everywhere in the world right now yeah. through through fight, which also we become a good partner of companies that it, now they can see our programming or their programming around the world yeah. and where Wi-Fi works. 1.6
0: million subscribers. Is that right? That's absolutely correct. Is that more or
3: less than the WWE Network? Not that it's a contest. He's, uh, uh, I think I was last time I saw maybe they're at 1.59.
0: Yeah,
3: so just yeah. a little bit more? <laughs>
0: all right, anyway. Any, anything you want to plug, promote, put over here for fight before we wrap it up? Well,
3: I don't know. I'm trying to think of all the shows I can promote, but uh, I have 69 shows scheduled for the month of September, okay. but a couple of them are pretty damn good.
0: <laughs> go. So
3: just I watch mean, all <laughs> of them is what you're saying, yeah, right? Yeah, please watch them all. Okay. Uh, I mean, you know, you know, you know, Ken Shamrock has a wrestling background, but he's getting into to the bare knuckle which is another new area he's got the valor bare knuckle i That's saw picture. the sign for that yeah september 21st live on fight but and what's interesting about that too is bare knuckle is something to start june 3rd of 2018 yeah. so 15 months ago there was no such thing as bare knuckle fighting, and it's one of our top uh watch programs
0: now i talked to paul and i know that they're like you want him to leave right am i trying you trying to pull him out Oh, okay, never mind. Well, I was going to say, I talked to Paul Leesonby about this, and he was like, he likes the bare-knuckle fighting because it's like there's more respect for the punches, right? Because you know you're going to hurt your hand when you make contact with the face, right? Right.
3: I mean, the bare-knuckle fighting is pretty cool. It's actually well-organized shows, which I was impressed by, and it's good competition. And he said, oh, bare-knuckle fighting, that's going to be a bloodbath. Well, you want to watch bloodbath, go watch GCW. You know, uh, this is a good competition. It's real boxing. Um... And they're real athletes, and they do a great job. It's it's a very entertaining program to watch. Well, there we go. Michael,
0: Michael Weber, thank you very much for the time. Again, this is Nick Hausman here from StarCast. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, ODB. Thank you to Fight and uh, Michael Weber. And thank you to StarCast for helping us to hook that one up. We'll be back at StarCast 4, by the way, uh, covering that, covering Full Gear. Very excited about that and very excited for tomorrow's show as well. Uh, we're going to be doing our final Winkly of the week tomorrow. Justin will be back. We've got Ross and Marshall Von Erich here. On the show tomorrow, we had Scott Fishman interview them a couple months ago, but I've really wanted to chat with these guys. I've been super interested in them and their story ever since I saw the last of the Von Erichs, a uh, um, Dark Side of the Ring special. So you're going to hear about that, and and of course their big debut in Dallas recently for MLW. Uh, also on the show tomorrow, our good friend Scott Fishman will be back with his latest interview. He chatted with Vampiro. So you what an eclectic mix: Ross and Marshall Von Erich and Vampiro tomorrow, al- alongside. Justin Labar and I and if you like all that you like the audio here you like the Winkley and I know you do because the numbers the listenership continues to go up so thank you very much for that but if you like the Winkley you like our post shows you like Justin you like the whole crew go over to the Wrestling Inc iTunes channel give us a nice five-star rating give us a nice comment all that stuff helps to boost us up the iTunes rankings and, and we always appreciate it Justin what do you want to plug promote put over here before we wrap up the show today
1: well, I'll be back on wrestling. Inc uh, tonight after AEW and NXT, I'll be on the on the live YouTube post show, and which is also is an archive on the audio channel uh, with Matt Morgan and Glenn, and I think Raj too. I think we're uh, I think we're do- doing it that way. Uh, so I'll be on tonight, and you know, obviously doing these, which I love doing. with Nick and uh, this past Saturday, and we're gonna do them at least for the next couple of weeks. You know, I took about a five month hiatus with my my personal podcast, Wrestling Reality. Uh, you know, popped back up overnight. Surprised everybody did an episode this past Saturday to you know, to comment on SmackDown and preview hell in a cell uh so you know i'm gonna do that for the next couple weeks just kind of you know figured it was appropriate and you know appreciated the request and thought there was fresh content on fridays that i haven't got to talk about uh on wrestling so uh, if you want to hear a little bit more of me on the weekends you can subscribe to wrestling reality uh on anywhere you get your audio platforms but uh i'll talk to everybody tonight
0: wonderful and i am at wink rebel over on twitter thank you all very much for tuning in we'll chat with you tomorrow and remember if you winked you didn't miss it